Hello, hello, hello everyone. This is The Big Radical and thank you very much for joining me. We talk about absolutely everything here from life, love, business, embarrassing moments, things I wish I knew when I was younger, what kinds of foods give you a beautiful booty, house therapy going, and so much more. Let's unpack all this together. I am Erin Robinson. Let's get radical. Hello, everyone, and it is me, The Big Radical, again, and thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Keeping It Radical with me, Erin Robinson, and today I am here with a very good friend of mine, Sherry. Sherry, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for reaching out to me to be on the podcast. So for all the radicals and everyone that doesn't know, Sherry and I have, well, we we were at coffee this morning. We were talking... Mm -hmm. About six years now, yeah. known each other six yep. years. We'll get into how we met each other mm-hmm. in a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I started my podcast, you kind of listened to the podcast. I did. And you reached out to me, which not a whole lot of people reach out. It's usually I, I end did. up doing all the reaching out. Yep. But you said, Aaron, I have a story. I did. Yeah, that was and the biggest thing. Is I'll be honest with you, it wasn't just um, the fact of having a story. I, I wanted to hang out with you, and apparently I had to get cancer <laughs> to be able to hang out with you because you've been avoiding me. <laughs> sure. It's true, though. I've asked you for six years. How, like, I can go back in my text messages, and I've asked you, let's go for coffee. Let's walk our dogs. Let's, oh, my God. And there's nothing. So then finally I was like, all right, I want to do the podcast with you. I said, I've got cancer. And you're like, yes, let's do it. And I was like, yes, I finally get to go for coffee with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Sherry oh my god way. I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well thank you for that <laughs> well you know we have I have come over to your house a couple times yes you did we have gone yeah. for dog walks yeah we d- yeah we've gone I don't did we go for one after the first one I think we went for one after the first one yeah. the original one yeah you know but. what I most enjoy and love about you Sherry is <laughs> there are not I guess in my life there are not a whole lot of individuals that come into my life and where you don't talk with each other for a certain amount of mm-hmm. time afterwards and you pick up exactly where you leave off. Mm-hmm. A lot in my life, it is a lot of people, a lot of situations. It is we want Aaron all the time, every time. And the second I either get busy or something happens mm-hmm. and I take a step back or I'm not there, that's usually often when that friendship or my friendships end up going yeah. Right down the shitter. But with you, it's just like every time we get back together, we pick up from where yeah. that first time when we met each other yeah. at the River Creek Casino. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I have a story about yeah. that one. And it I is for it. all the radicals yeah. out there. So, you know, I feel like maybe sometimes I could r- maybe really get into some trouble with this comment. But a lot of men get a bad rep for being kind of pigs sometimes or having that piggish... Yes. manliness when you go to like strippers or just around people yep. and you know six years ago me and Scott just moved to the West End mm-hmm. and our neighbor had tickets for Thunder Down Under yep. the male stripper show yep. at the River Cree and that was when I met you you did and me and Scott were the only well maybe there was maybe another gay couple or something somewhere in there I mm-hmm. didn't see any but me and Scott were probably the only two gay guys in that whole entire conference center and like they say Guys, Mm-mm. ooh, those women were pig-ish, piglets. I was embarrassed to be female. 
I almost, I yeah. sat there and I was like, you know, men aren't that bad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. men might make the comments, but the women throw themselves. They are, oh they flock God. at that pervro like no tomorrow. I was actually a little impressed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gave, I gave one of the strippers $20 to give my girlfriend a lap dance and I've never seen her vibrate like that. Like I was embarrassed. I couldn't even watch. You it know. was, I was like, I, I'm out of here. Like I can't. It yeah, was I was so embarrassed funny. to be a female. That and was wild. Oh, it was so funny. And, you know, it was a good show. It was the first time that, you know, I'm not into male strippers. I, to me, ugh, yeah. I don't know. The dancing was nice. Like, they, they, okay. they had good choreography. Um, choreography? Choreography? Yeah. It's one of the words I can't say. Yeah, they had really good dance moves So and stuff. But, they, yeah. and you know what, but I'm, like, all about fitness and stuff, too. So, like, they were all in shape. And so I was kind of looking at, like, you know, like, I had nice pecs and this guy. Had, like, it was that kind of thing for yeah. me. It wasn't, like, ooh, naked men. See, and for it me, wasn't. I'm like, oh, you can move like that, but that's not how you move in the bedroom. So it does not impress me right? much. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. like these great big yeah. worm moves on the ground on top. I'm like, that's yeah. not how it works. No, <laughs> no. no. Can you imagine they go home after and they're just like starfish? <laughs> Honey, look what I learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I am a little break dancing on yeah. top of somebody. Never heard can you of imagine? Like they probably hook oh with these women after, and these women think they're going to get a ride, and then like they lay in bed. And they're like, all right, you just go on top and take care of it. I'm, I've worked all day. But it was yeah. funny too because like. And a lot of times, it's almost that stereotype mm-hmm. of that ladies who are, and I don't want to use the word older, but we'll say older than thirty. Mm-hmm. And that I almost expected everyone under all everyone under thirty to be wild, and no. it was everyone over that. It was oh. it was just an eye opener. I've never been it to was something the like that. Appropriate elderly. Oh, my oh yeah. God. No, I get I, it. Yeah. It was just oh my, the grandmas. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. we it met was, each other. It was embarrassing. Oh my yeah. god. I don't think it was embarrassing. I just oh, it was an eye opener. For a female, that was embarrassing. Like that was I've I looked around and that was yeah. That, that was made, like for Thunder was, Down Under. That was sad. Anyways. Yeah. There was a lot of yeah. Very. Anyways. Yeah. So we met each other. I remember, I think we were standing, I was standing at a booth. Mm-hmm. One of my friends was buying a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And that was when, I don't even know if I talked to you or if you talked to me, but yeah. that was where we said hi and you were with your friend. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of where our, just our little friendship relationship really yeah. much started. I yeah. loved your energy, your vibe. Yep. It was reciprocated on your end. And then I think Scott and I, we're not big gamblers. Him and I don't gamble at all, but I think mm-hmm. we stayed at the River Cree. We drank yeah. for a little bit, and then we went home, and that was kind of yeah. our little love made in heaven. Yeah. And we have a lot in common, yeah. dog people, yep. all that stuff. And then it only took me, what, six years to sit down with you. <laughs> <laughs> There's been sitting down in between that time, Sherry. I, I know. I, I just do had a, to throw that out I there. do appreciate I you calling like, me out because, like, not yeah. enough people do. So, yeah. like, radicals. Didn't bother at all. I just, you know, I'll just continue to stalk you till the next time. <laughs> so, you know, oh that or I'll just get another terminal illness. Oh and then we'll oh <laughs> so over the years, I would say, yes, we may not hang out lots, but I think I consider you a good friend. I yeah, feel we like chat all the time. I, yeah. I sent, yeah, text and, and Instagram and yeah, I'm not, yeah. yeah, we always talk. So I'm always aware of what's going on. I keep you up to date in the loop, but exactly. life's busy. Like you just, it's shocking how fast, you know. You talk to somebody, and then six months later, like, I've gone on things and, and wish somebody a happy birthday, and then all of a sudden I go back, and it's like, I'll go back to text somebody, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish, like, the last text of them was happy birthday. Mm-hmm. So, and it just, it flies by. Very, yeah. very true, very true. So, you've gone through a lot. You have lived a lot. You've yeah. loved a lot. You've yeah. lost a lot. Yeah. And, Sherry, that, when you reached out, 
wanting to even just have this conversation or have a story or hang out. That was something that I really wanted to touch on is that I feel like in society today, we all get very caught up in our own little worlds. Mm -hmm. And to be able to hear someone else's story that has love lost and like been happy and back again and everything mm -hmm. again, I think it's so powerful. And so like to hear your story and there's a lot of personal things that I know about you, you have overcome a lot where girl, if even like 5% of that happened to me, I don't even know if I would be sitting here yeah. today. So like, there's a lot to talk about. Um, and I'm going to kind of let you navigate that conversation because there's a lot to talk about and I could talk about a lot with you, but yeah. we are here for your journey over the last couple of years, as yeah. well as you have been dealing a lot with cancer treatment and mm -hmm. having cancer as well as experimental treatments. Yes cold capping, that kind of stuff. We were at coffee earlier and we were kind of talking about the medical system. Yes. And like and there's so many flaws. So many flaws and like how you pay for a lot of it out of your pocket, yeah. which to be honest with you just shocks m me completely that yeah. we are in this com country with free health care. But yeah. in there's that line of black and white where even in healthcare you can be like, oh, well, you know, that doesn't go in our preview. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's been it's been eye-opening for sure and like I said the most important thing about coming on here with you was just being able to to kind of get people to I guess my four main things learning with everything with cancer was just to advocate for yourself educate yourself positive thinking and diet were the biggest things and I know everybody's person every person's different but I think a lot of it can be used and not, you don't have to have cancer, obviously, to use it, but in anything in life. And I have a very, very strong faith as well, which has helped me mm -hmm. through a lot of the the unfortunate things that have happened in my life. But, you know, I think, yeah, I'm just glad that you allow me to have a voice and try and help somebody. If there's just one person out there that can listen to this and save their hair or, you know, push their doctor for another test because they know something's yeah. wrong, then that's, yeah. Well, and that's my whole goal. It's even with this podcast, and I tell everyone, I tell, like, other realtors and friends as well as, like, my marketing team, mm -hmm. I said, if I can just get one person yeah. to resonate with one story, then at the end of the day, the money I've spent, the time I've spent, all of this is yeah. worth it Yeah, the for biggest, that one I just, person. Yeah, I turned 50 in September, and everybody had asked me for my 50th birthday, like, what do you want as a gift for your birthday? And I would tell all my male friends, I'm like, go get a prostate exam. And all the females, I wanted them to get mammograms. I was like, just do that. That's my 50th birthday. As long as I know all my friends are cancer-free, yeah. I'm good. I don't know. I might so, enjoy a prostate exam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast, people. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm joking, radicals. I would not enjoy it at all. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's a whole other podcast. Too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is for part three. <laughs> I only in on that one. But, no, Sherry, you're, you're, very, you're very correct. It's, like, just to get one person. Yes. Because in to say today's society, you know, it's kind of like that, pyra or that pyramid, almost MLM, is you tell one person something. Yeah. And then they tell one person. And that person tells one or two people. And yes. it just continues to like spider web out. And again, yeah. you touch one person, not in a naughty touch. I yeah. always like to tell people yeah. that you touch Naughty's one person. Nice too, too. Well, you know, yeah. a little naughty touch <laughs> down again. You and I have had these conversations. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Whatever. You know, sometimes. <laughs> but it is, you just, you touch, you speak to one person and that resonates through them. They speak to one or two people yeah. and it just continues that train, that motion. It keeps yes. things in motion. Yeah. So you have gone through a lot of stuff. Yes. When I, you know, the very first, like I just, 
I very much find you a very strong individual, Sherry. Thank you. And I'm going to, I hope this is okay, but yep. uh, you were married once. I was. I've been married a couple times. A few cu- times, yeah. Okay, so I don't... I'm like, I'm Shasha Kapoor. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm married, widowed, you know. Married, yeah. widowed. But, like, when I first met you, you know, you told me the story about... Uh, Chris. Chris. Mm-hmm. And I... For the radicals out there, mm-hmm. that story hit me so hard mm-hmm. for you to be able, and I'm going to let you tell them that story, okay. but you have such incredible strength, Sherry. Oh, sweet. Thank you. So you met Chris. You had a wonderful life with him, yeah. a beautiful dog, Maddie, and yeah. all that oh, stuff. Maddie. Yep. No, I had, yeah, I was very blessed. Um, I was going through a divorce and had met Chris. Um, he was actually the guy that my ex-husband bought his guns from oh really and, yeah and we actually went into um a gun store and chris and i just connected and then when dave and i went through our divorce actually dave went into the store and saw chris and actually said to him gave him my phone number and said to chris said you know what sherry and i not only not only are we not on the same page but we're not even on the same bookshelf we're getting a divorce but I think you should reach out to Sherry because you guys seem to have a good connection. He and did that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So then after Chris and I, after Dave and I split, Chris and I contacted each other, went for coffee, and yeah, we were inseparable after that. So we were together for five and a half years, and then we were married in May of 2014 in Edmonton, and then we had a beautiful ceremony here. Mm-hmm. And then in January of 2015, we were in Cuba, and we got remarried on the beach. Had a, the most beautiful ceremony. Yeah. We got up in the morning, laid by the beach. I went back to the room at noon. Um, we had a, I got ready. We got remarried on the beach, went, had a beautiful supper, went back to the room, had a very romantic night. And then, uh, yeah, he passed away in his sleep that night. And so, yeah, he, uh, but you know, there's, when you look back on it, there's so many positives because he loved yeah. the ocean and he loved Cuba. And, uh, yeah, he just, he got on the right elevator and went straight to heaven. And, yeah, he was there. It was it was absolutely, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, our, um, the, and the um, embassies, stuff like that. I learned a lot about, you know, how they're there to help you. It was it was a beautiful thing. Like, there's wow. a lot of positives that came out of it. I, and anything that's negative... It doesn't matter what it is. Like, even in my career, it doesn't matter what the negative is. You can always find a positive. You just have to look for it. And there's so many positives in, you know, I miss him every day. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very sad that he's gone. It's been, it'll be eight years is January. But there's so many blessings. Like, I've made new friends. And, you know, yeah, it's just, I just look at the positive in it. Well, and I love that you say that because I met you, that was kind of a couple years after that. That mm-hmm. was kind of when I met you. And I remember when you told me this story, I just, I didn't even know what to think yeah. of the story. And because if that was to happen to me and like mm-hmm. how you talked about how many positives came mm-hmm. out of it and how for years you celebrated his life and yeah, everything you did. I do. And you like, you took care of of his dog, Maddie, yeah. which became your best friend, yep. to see how you honored his life yeah. and his legacy. Like, it was beautiful to you see. Know, it's funny because everybody, when they, when stuff happens to someone in their life, like, you know, he passed away January 7th. So now every January 7th, I do something, I make a new memory. 
Mm-hmm. So instead of like like focusing on like oh my god that was so sad and curling up in a ball and feeling sorry for myself because it's been eight years I'm like hell no I'm like he wouldn't have wanted that he would have been like celebrate it like do something fun for yourself yeah. so like there's times like I'll go skiing in Banff or Maddie and I would go do something on January 7th or I'd take the day off work and I'd plan it if it was like on a weekend or something like that and it was just something beautiful and even his birthday is May 8th and on May 8th Maddie and I would do something fun together you know, and it's funny because May 8th, just this last May, mm-hmm. was his birthday, obviously. And then Maddie passed away on May 9th. So it was funny because I got, I got her and then he was like, you know, because I have, like, a very strong faith. And then I can see him up in heaven going, Kate, now she's mine. Like, now I get her back. And it was the most beautiful thing. two guardian angels Right? Now. And it yeah. was the most beautiful thing because, like, when she passed away, like... I wasn't a puddle. I wasn't upset because I know where she's going. And I know like she passed away and he was there to greet her. And so it's absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. So I looked at it like I was a little jealous because I'm like, you know, I'm like, damn bitch. I'm like, you get to see him before I do. I'm like, I'm like that's not even fair. But yeah, but no, it was, it was beautiful. Like you got to look at the positives and things. And even with everything I'm going through now and, and we'll talk about my journey and, and stuff and what's going through now but even when I found out I had cancer and you know my biggest thing that I was at peace with was like okay like when I, if I pass away I'm like who can I come back and haunt <laughs> I'm like maybe like, your top five <laughs> right right <laughs> like it's like but I but I believe in you know life after death and I believe in you know that because I like I've gone to mediums and I've mm-hmm. gone to people and I've heard people speak and and stuff and learned about like you know their you know, someone's sitting there, you don't even know they're from Adam, and they're telling you about, you know, what your dad smoked as a like as yep. a kid, and they'd have no idea. The only way they would know that is if they were actually, like, able to connect with the afterworld. I know this is going to sound like a hokey conversation, but but that kind of thing calms me because it's like, okay, well, it's not just over after because how would the they end. know that? Yeah, it's not the end. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, maggot food. Like, yep. it's not like that. You know, I love that you said that because me being a gay man, when I came out... And I started really kind of involving myself in the gay circles and whatnot. A lot of individuals that come out of the closet usually, and it's not usually, it's just life, usually have somewhat come from the church or have had bad experience with Mm -hmm. the church and whatnot. And usually when they end up coming out, there's that conversation is, well, you know what, in the Bible, it doesn't say that or, Mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever it is. And a lot, what I've noticed is a lot of some of, a lot of my friends have gone to that atheist side of something, of everything. And they're just very much, you know what? No, I just want to see dirt. I just want to be done. I don't believe in any of that. And, you know, for me, that's fine. Each to their own, whatever gets you through that day to the next one. But for me, having that faith and that belief, whether it's spiritual, religious, or whatnot, but knowing that it's not the end, having even just praying and, like, me and you were talking a lot about, yeah. like, our years and stuff. And, like, there have been times where I have felt very alone. Yeah. But to just be able to bow your head and talk to whoever you're talking yeah. to and know that you're not alone. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Like, And I huge. think a lot of people that listen to this are probably going to think her cheese is nowhere near her crackers. She's got a, she's a little nice. I got the Koopas off for the cheese yeah, and crackers. We're good. They'll put the cheese back on the cracker <laughs> after. Yeah. But I think a lot of people think I'm crazy, but, like, I believe that we all have spiritual guides. And there are people in our lives that, you know, that we didn't expect to be in our lives. Mm-hmm. And they're always around us. And when people always say, you know, you know, my gut, 
you know, I had a gut instinct. Well, it's not your gut instinct. Those are your spiritual guides. They're telling you, like, don't do that. Like, that gut feeling came from somebody to say, don't do that. Like, they're hmm. they're protecting you. So I think that that's really important. And Very so, true. Yeah, like, and it's, like, I get gut feelings all the time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Mm-mm. You know, a lot of people have said when you get a gut feeling, you got to trust it because that is you t- saying something's wrong. Mm-hmm. But I never have actually heard it in this aspect of things. Of mm-hmm. When you're getting a gut feeling, maybe that is yeah. that nudge from, if you want to say the other side, yeah. or just like, a, just whatever you want to call it. Maybe yeah. that is. I never thought of it. Like yeah, that, it's Sherry. actually beautiful. And actually, wow. I think, yeah, and when I. That's it, powerful. It is. I know. Stay tuned for part three. Oh my God. Yeah. Part three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven, right. Eight, <laughs> it's just me, like, Sherry. It's just like, going to be me and you. This podcast yeah. is going to be <laughs> keeping it radical with Aaron Sherry. <laughs> yeah. The journey of Sherry. friends. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Like, I remember one of the guys when I, my career, like, I've had quite the career, and I used to work in the hospital as a special constable. Yeah. And it was in the ER, and we used to, like, fight, ret, wrestle and fight psych patients when they came in off their meds. It was awesome. It was four years of learning how to fight. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that does sound pretty it was, cool. It was cool. That's part four. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were like, let's keep documents. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a wild thing. And I remember a guy came in, and they don't, I was at the Misericordia, and they don't, they don't come into the Mis if they're going to live because mm-hmm. we don't have a, um, a trauma unit there. So yeah. they, he came in, and it was a gunshot wound, and... And I remember he sat in this room, and they're like, hey, well, he came in. I had to follow him to the room, and they're like, hey, Sherry, well, he passed away. Um, it, was a, it was a gang thing. It shot him. He shot him in the shoulder, and it ricocheted, and it ended up killing him. And so they're like, you need to sit now with the body and preserve evidence. And I was like, all right. I'm like, fine. It's just a dead body. It's not a big deal, which, which, which is funny because it actually prepared me for when Chris died and actually got to see the body and they were all worried to be traumatized. And I'm like, I've wow. worked in a morgue and like, I've seen this stuff that doesn't bother me at all. So it's kind of, like you said, everything happens in your life for a reason. And, yeah. and so I sat with this guy and stuff and then, yeah. And it was funny because when I, I actually looked over at him and I was like, oh my God, I know you. And I was like, and it flashed back to when I worked in the prison and I was a guard at the remand center. I was on a unit and the door got locked on the unit for some reason. And so I was on the unit and there was a bunch of inmates out and yeah. the cleaner of the unit came over and it was a gang unit and he came over and he's like, boss, did you get locked out? And I was like, yeah. And of course I'm a little scared. I'm a female on a unit with all these gang members and I'm like, that's, that's it's gonna go one way too. or the other. Not to stereotype, but I yeah. like, oh my god. They're yeah. gonna, someone's so, gonna use me as a hostage. So he was like, Yeah, and he was like, Boss, just stay with me, no problem. He goes, I'll protect you. So he stood there and, and he just talked to me until another guard came in and unlocked the door. And that was him laying on the stretcher. No. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. And it flashed back to like, that's him. And now I, like now, now I'm like my gangsta spiritual guide, yeah. it's him, 100%. 100% it's him. And I've seen him in my dreams and I've had conversations with him. And so like, it's the funniest thing that that's somebody like who's in my life helped me. And then I kind of helped him mm-hmm. in a way of like, kind of, I don't would say preserving evidence, but you know, maybe I, you know, I have a strong face, so I have to talk to him and stuff because I know that his spirit is still in the room and he's probably yeah. freaking out because he doesn't know what's going on and and just having that conversation and yeah, like I said, their cheese is nowhere near the cracker on this conversation, but yeah, there's. So I have a question for you about your faith. Have you yeah. always were you? 
did you were you raised in a church? Like, are you religious more so? Are you spiritual? Mm-hmm. Has that always been a part of you, or was that something that was like you you found later on in life? You know, I grew up Roman Catholic, and I had the best grandma on earth that would take me to church, and she was an absolute sweetheart, and and I always. I knew I had to have a faith growing up because I yeah. went to Roman Catholic Church and stuff in school, and but I don't think my faith really, I don't think it really affected me until I actually like started in the hospital and start or actually it's mm-hmm. more like started in corrections and just seeing like all the negative in the world and seeing and being grateful for craft dinner. Like when you work in it, like, and just being grateful for things and seeing people for who they really are and, and not judging people and realizing like people make mistakes. Like I make my living off people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I'm not here to judge people. Like, and it's just seeing people for who they really are as opposed to, and it's like, I always tell people, I tell my offenders, which I'm fine saying I'm a probation officer, but but I tell my offenders, I'm like, there's only two people in the world that can judge you. Yeah. God and a judge, and I'm neither. Mm. Very so, true, Sherry. you know, but it's just, it's not my place to do it. So I think going back, I think actually seeing life on the other side, working in a prison and in corrections, I think that really made my faith very solid. I love that you said that because I find growing up, I grew up very Baptist. We, my family always went to the Baptist churches. I went to a private Christian school and then a Catholic high school and all that. And I find that faith, being taught some, being taught faith is one thing, mm-hmm. but putting that faith to practice mm-hmm. in the real world mm-hmm. and just that is a completely other different topic Uh and that is where I find my faith as well as my spirituality has grown more than ever sitting in a pew and like I do love to sit in a pew and I love to like the the songs and the the preaching and the message but it's putting that message to real life practice Mm -hmm. that's where I really feel that faith and spirituality is really grown and fostered a lot more you only know so much by getting preached at, but really yeah. practicing it? Well, I think, and for me, I think it was realizing how grateful I am and then realizing that the things that I'm grateful for in my life were given to me for a reason. And then realizing that it was not only my hard work that got me those things, mm-hmm. but it was a higher power that put me in places where I need to be. And my, my biggest belief is that God only gives us the challenges he knows we can handle. Isn't that. So, and he's given me a lot of challenges and him and I will have a chat yeah. when the time comes yeah. because I feel that I've been, I've had too many, but that's for a whole but other he podcast. he doesn't give and, you yeah. more than what you can handle. He though, doesn't, right? but he's giving me a lot yeah. and I'm kind of, I'm, so at it's my, like enough. I'm at my breaking point. I'm like, <laughs> out of all the things in my life I've had to fight for, I didn't expect to be fighting for my life, but him and I will talk. We'll, we'll have those words. But, but like, even like when I say like for craft dinner, like I remember the moment I worked in the hospital or worked at the, at the remand and I went home that night and I remember I was, I was married to Dave at the time and, and he's like, he goes, what do you want for supper? And I'm like, we'll just make KD. And I'm like, oh yes. I'm like, cool. And he was like, why are you excited about KD? And I was like, cause I see what the inmates eat. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, they eat like, you know, overcooked macaroni noodles with, you know, powdered milk made into milk and then powdered cheese. And then I'm like, it's the most disgusting thing. I wouldn't eat that. Yeah. 
And then I'm yep. like, so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful the fact I can have Starbucks. I'm grateful that wow. I get to go to the store and buy clean underwear and wear it because they don't get to do that. So like the little so things true, that Sherry. we take for granted every day. So true. Yeah, you can't. Like the fact that, and then w- seeing with Chris and him not waking up that day, like I go to bed every night and I think, you know, I'm grateful for the lessons I've learned today. Mm-hmm. And then please grant me tomorrow. And then I wake up in the morning and then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, yes, another day. And then, you know, I'm like, I'm so grateful for today. Thank you for today. And then, you know, part of me is like, who can I piss off today? But (laughs) no, I don't do that. I do a little bit, but yeah. Sherry, I absolutely. Yeah. But it's just, but yeah, I wake up thinking, yes, I have another day. Yeah. Like it's a blessing. And then like, yeah, it's just, I love it. Yeah. Sherry, I'm really excited for our part two conversation where we really kind of get into the nitty gritty as to what your life in this last two years has been like. And I'm really excited to explore that conversation of how your faith has really contributed to your strength in all of this. So thank you so much, Sherry, for joining me today. And to all my radicals, I will have Sherry's contact information as well as Instagram and all that stuff up on the screen. But Sherry, I appreciate you. And I'm really excited for our conversation next week where we do part two of this to really talk about just the stuff you've gone through, experimental treatments about and the all that. About the big C. About the big C. Exactly. The other one. Anyway, Sherry, I appreciate you. I love you, radicals. Radical out.